Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another pop culture episode of Beyond the Blinds. As always, it's me, Kelly Williams. And Troy McKeaty. And we got to remind you about our tour dates. May 3rd, DC is going to be our first show. We are so excited because we decided we can pick any celebrity from the DMV area. So (laughs) (laughs) that's a rule we made up and it works and we're really excited. And again, we like to always remind you that every show is different. So if you've come to a Beyond the Blind show, every one of them is a a completely different random show, even back to back. So, And I always see comments about people being worried to go to shows alone. Honestly, if you come to our shows, everyone just kind of groups together. I know many people who've gone alone and they were worried, but like made friends at their table or the people they were sitting next to. I mean, you're all there for the same reason. There's not been a single show where people don't leave in big groups of new friends. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually crazy. And it's not like a quiet sit down, <laughs> watch. It's a loud, rowdy, drunk show. It's basically a mud wrestling competition. Like, it is loud and it is intense. So it's fun. And it's respectful. We'll throw respectful, too, because as loud yeah. as it is, people are very respectful. <laughs> yes, yes. So quickly, I wanted to talk about my S Club 7 experience because I saw them last week. Tell me everything. I can't tell you much because 20 minutes into the show, I almost passed out. So I shouldn't say I I almost passed out from, I don't know, the... I think what it is, is it was a Tuesday night and listeners, we record on Tuesdays, usually from like noon to like 6, 630 and we might have like 20 minute breaks in between recordings. But in between those breaks, I don't really eat. I'm very hydrated on Tuesdays, but don't eat much. And I think that had something to do with it. But I walked over to the bar because my because who I went with, she was like, you don't look good. You're cold and you're sweating. What's happening? And I go over to the bar and there are two other girls who also had the same issue happening. And they're getting water and sipping on it. And I lasted five songs. And the fact that I put my health over a fun time says I really didn't feel good. That is so fucked. I know. And they had, I think the venue was too small because the whole backlighting, like behind the stage was completely lit up. So many lights and 
the venue got really hot. A few people DM'd me because I put it on my Instagram story and they were like, no, it was too hot. So Terminal 5, if you ever go to a show there, don't, unless it's someone you really like. I think they oversold the show. Like, you know how at venues, if it's all standing, usually there's a spot for the bar that's not filled or like a few people standing. It was filled from the stage to the back wall. Well, isn't Terminal 5, like, small? It's really small. And I was shocked at how many people were there to begin with. Um, But, yeah, the the four songs I saw, five songs, they were great. But really bummed that it it definitely seemed very oversold. Do you think that they underestimated how many people would buy tickets? They had to have. And they also pushed the show from November to February. So maybe they didn't have the show in November because of... um low ticket sales okay but it was packed and the songs i saw they were great i'm just i'm bummed that i had to like actually look after myself because usually you know me usually i'm like i can handle it i'll be fine i'll push through but like i was unwell (laughs) and it's like different when you're sober and not feeling good at a concert versus when you're wasted and not feeling good because they're just like i'm wasted and (laughs) it doesn't matter that sucks. Oh, I'm sorry that that happened. I know. I'm so bummed. But S Club, the songs I saw, great. <laughs> well, um, I haven't even told you this. And this is very ironic. So I I went to see Madam Web, which I want to talk about. You talked about it last week. Oh, well, I forgot to tell you this. I <laughs> had a panic attack in the movie theater and went to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, my first ever real panic attack. I've been having, like, all of these... I've been having, um, what do you call it? Like, existential, like, just thoughts about death recently. Like, I don't know why, but I've just been obsessively thinking about it. I, I think you too. I don't know, maybe because we're, like, not in a city where our families are anymore. And, like, you know what I mean? I'm always, like, thinking, God, if I died in my apartment, like, nobody would know for, like, a month or something. You know what I mean? Like... Just weird shit. And I don't know. I've just been having um, weird anxieties. And I was in that fucking weird ass movie. And at the end of it, I was like, I'm having a heart attack. Like, I really thought I was having an actual heart attack, like a real one. I was like, my arm is numb. And of course, I'm Googling in the fucking dark. I'm like, arm numb. Did you take an edible? Yes. That makes it way worse. (laughs) In the end, and I couldn't tell the difference between is this anxiety or is my heart racing because I am having a heart attack or am I just freaking out? So I actually went to the fucking hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack. And I was like, I feel really stupid being here. But like, I Googled all the symptoms of a heart attack. I've all of them. And it was just my first real panic attack. I thought I had panic attacks before, but I don't think I have ever had one. Can I just say what a way to start the episode? <laughs> we're both our bodies are failing both of us your hosts are falling apart at the seams and also what I think about like the death conversation real quick Mm -hmm. I think it's because like all my grandparents are gone Mm -hmm. my dad's in his 60s and like kind of after like my parents and stuff pass away it's like it's me yeah yeah I know and we're not like 19 anymore so it's like you know It's real. So that's, yeah, our, our bodies are ailing us, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, but I did want to talk about Diddy. 
Hello. You may or may not have heard that Sean P. Diddy Combs has been sued yet again by another person, a music producer, who claimed that Diddy sexually assaulted him and trafficked him and drugged him and all kinds of things. Um, so I want to, I, I pulled up a couple articles. Um, some of this is from the, uh, some of this is from Variety. And then, or I'm sorry, some of it is from the Hollywood Reporter, actually. And then the rest of it is from Complex Magazine. So where do we even begin? First of all, so his name is Rodney Lowrod Jones. He's a music producer. He filed a lawsuit on Monday in New York. And it says that he alleged um, that he was forced to engage in sex acts by Sean Diddy Combs and solicit sex workers for him over a year while he was working for Bad Boy Records um, or while he was working for the Bad Boy Records founder on his latest album. So that love album he was producing. And it says, according to the complaint, Combs forcibly touched Jones as part of his, quote, pattern and practice of engaging in sexual misconduct, which extended to sexually trafficking and drugging the producer. And it says, quote, Mr. Jones believes that Mr. Combs drugged him. The complaint states that Mr. Jones recalls waking up naked, dizzy, and confused. He was in bed with two sex workers and Mr. Combs. Um, he said that Diddy was grooming him to basically be passed around to his friends. And the suit also names Combs chief of staff, Christina Karaham, I believe is how you say her last name, his son, Justin, uh, Universal Music Group CEO, Sir Lucian Griange, and the label former Motown Records CEO, Ethiopia Hipparamimum. That's not how you say the person's last name, but I'm doing my best. And the label also Combs Enterprise, among several others, um, they are accused of conspiring with Combs and profiting off of his alleged crimes in a RICO enterprise, which is a, in a which is basically like organized crime. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of RICO enterprise, RICO crime conversation happening around Diddy. Um, and this kind of confirms it. I had only seen people talking about that on TikTok. Mm -hmm. This is my first time seeing it like in an actual article. Uh, what did you think about all this when you saw it? Honestly, I guess at first... It was like, I'll believe it when I see it. And I still kind of feel that way with Diddy. It's like, I will believe he's taken down when it happens. Until then, people are just going to like drain his bank account, which is seemingly endless at this point. But I guess if there's like Rico charges and stuff like that, it should it's going to be taken at least a little more seriously, like organized crime, which is unfortunate yeah. because I thought what Cassie said should have taken him down, right? Oh, I know. But I actually wasn't familiar with, like, the Rico of it all. Like, I didn't know what that was. Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with it just because I've been seeing so many people talk about it. Um, but, like, those are, that's, like, really, that is, like, so intense. It is. And it sucks that it has to be that instead of, like, believing women, honestly. Right. Um. I hope this does take Diddy down and our Patreon members know we just did a T.I. and Tiny episode and I hope that this is a domino effect Yeah, you know, because music, the music industry is still the wild, wild west when it comes to what people can get away with. Like, I know movies and TV, but like that's been kind of, 
I don't want to say quieted down because I know it's still happening, but music hasn't had their Me Too moment. Right. Yeah. And I feel like everybody has been kind of looking at like, where will it start? Because it could start in so many places. And Diddy just seems like, you know, he's like at the center of this big ball of yarn, kind of. Absolutely. And then you have to wonder, like, who else is going to be pulled in? Is Usher going to be pulled into this? Jermaine Dupree? You know, J-Lo was with him during the start of what all this, when all this seemed to happen. I know. And she has seen things. She knows that a man went to jail for that gun incident and should have. I mean, she knows things. And then Us Weekly just ran an article with her saying, like, I was abused in a relationship and everyone's saying it's Diddy, which... I 100% believe. Speaking of the um, other people involved. So there were other people involved in this that kind of blew up. I guess I'll just read this quote first before just to make sure I cover everything. So it says the members of the RICO enterprise all share a common purpose to enrich themselves financially and sexually at the expense of producers, musicians, writers, creators, and artists by maximizing defendants revenue through fraud through fraudulent means. The complaint states defendants benefiting financially from their scheme to defraud plaintiff by intimidating plaintiff with threats of violence, threats of isolation from the music and entertainment industry, threats of non-payment for work completed, fake promises of cash payments, producer of the year Grammy awards, and guaranteed access to future projects. Um, the complaint includes several photos of parties at Combs's home in which minors and sex workers are allegedly being trafficked and supplied drugs, as well as alleged sex acts that he says he was forced to engage in. So, of course, Diddy's lawyer responded with some, like, nonsensical bullshit. She said, we have overwhelming, indisputable proof that his claims are complete lies, our attempts to share this proof with Mr. Jones's attorney, Tyrone Blackburn, have been ignored as Mr. Blackburn refuses to return our calls. We will address these outlandish allegations in court and take all appropriate action against those who make them. So threatening. Um, but I did just want to really quickly go down the list of people who he he called out. Um, so the first person being Young Miami. So it says in the lawsuit that Jones alleges that he has irrefutable evidence of, among other things, that young Miami's cousin and or assistant sexually assaulted him. According to Jones, he was with Diddy, young Miami, and her female cousins on Thanksgiving Day in 2022. And he said that basically young Miami's cousin like burst into his hotel room unannounced while he was uh, inside and she started groping him and fondling him and performing oral sex on him like forcefully and that he tried to push her away and left the rest left to go to the restroom only to then be followed by the woman who then allegedly undressed and attempted to straddle him and have sex with him in front of Diddy in a room full of people um he alleged that young Miami was among those who were paid a monthly fee by Diddy to work as a sex worker. Um, there's also the Cuba Gooding Jr. of it all. Who has, just sorry to interrupt, but like oh. all the stories that came out about him 2016, 2017, about C Cuba, and just like 
again, just brushed under the rug of people being like, nah, that girl seems she liked him grabbing her and kissing on her. She was laughing. It's like, I'm glad we've at least come a little bit further. Yeah. Away from that. Because that was even just like, that was on video. Right. Like, I, can, I can remember um Claudia from The Toast being like, no, he did it to me too. And like more yeah. people came out talking about that. Yeah. And wasn't he another one that like tried to say that he had a sex addiction? Probably. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I remember reading him saying like, oh no, I'm just a sex addict. Um, so the cube of it all it says the oscar-winning actor is accused of sexual harassment and assault by jones who believes that diddy was also grooming him with the goal of passing him off to others while on a yacht in 2023 wild how recent all of this is he alleged that he was introduced to uh, cuba gooding jr who proceeded to then grope and fondle him and he forcibly pushed him away um, with multiple allegations in the suit, including those, he has screenshots that claim um, that, like, there was, like, some proof, like, text messages, like, right before the groping happened. And it says Mr. Combs had domination and control over the actions of Cuba Gooding Jr. and failed to step in to stop Cuba Gooding Jr. from sexually assaulting him. Um Justin Combs is also involved in this, which is so messy. Ooh. So it says in September of 2022, Jones alleges a man identified in the lawsuit as G, a friend of Diddy's son, Justin, was shot. During the alleged incident, Jones says that he heard gunshots while two feet away from the, the restroom at, at the Chalice Recording Studio in Los Angeles. When Diddy and Justin exited the restroom, Jones alleged allegedly saw G suffering from gunshot wounds on the floor of the bathroom at which point he offered assistance and Joan or Diddy forced him to lie to the authorities about the shooting with police being told that it was the result of a drive-by so we know that Diddy has done that before <laughs> not his first time Multiple um it's like, yeah. <laughs> like that's his thing he got JLo a mugshot and everything so then the the messiest part of all of this is the Stevie J of it all. So Stevie J, um, who we all know from Love and Hip Hop, and he's been working with Diddy forever. He was a producer for Bad Boy. He alleged, Jones alleged um, that there were promises made by Diddy about one day winning a Grammy. And according to Jones, Diddy used his admiration of Stevie J as part of an alleged grooming process that he says was intended to lead to his anxiety concerning homosexuality being eased. Um, furthermore, Jones alleges that Diddy at one point played him footage uh, that was said to have been Stevie J having sex with a some like twink. And the screenshots again include a connection with this, al this allegation. And it says the images have since been linked to adult film star Knockout. So this gay porn star Knockout went on the internet and said like those first of all those pictures are me secondly those have that's not the first time people have used knockouts photos to try and say that they're stevie j which is a weird thing to do <laughs> because i don't think i don't think you need to make up allegations about stevie j's involvement with diddy right 
Like, it's like making up a lie about Wilmer Valderrama and Ashton Kutcher. You don't need to do that. It's all there. There's no need to lie. So that's kind of weird. And I know that it's made people, which sucks. It's like made people think that he's like lying. Um, and then I've seen people say like on Twitter that like the public is misinterpreting the text messages and that Diddy was sending that, not trying to say that it was Stevie J, but like, to basically disarm him and say like, I don't know. The whole thing is just so messy. I don't know why he sent a picture of knockout instead of Stevie saying that it was him, but it doesn't mean that Stevie and Diddy don't get down together and do some fucking gross, weird shit together. Absolutely. Diddy is stupid. That is one thing we have said a few times yeah. on the podcast. He's the worst criminal because his ego is going to be the, the death of him. Yeah. And- I could picture him sending that picture thinking like, oh, he'll never know the difference. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's like, it was blurry and, you know, you could barely tell. Um, but yeah, this whole thing is just crazy. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'm anxious just to see what happens. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? So there's this TikTok. His name is Greasy Will. G-R-E-A-Z-Y-W-I-L. And we've been tagged in this video so many times and he's like, this is different. They're really going to get him this time. But I just, I can't believe it till I see it. I'm as always, I'm like in between because I'm like, this stuff is so indisputable. It's so public. It's so out there. Everybody knows now there's no like debating it or people trying to say that you're crazy because there was a time when people would call you crazy if you brought stuff like this up or you would be like a conspiracy theorist or whatever now it's out and everybody knows that it's real and like diddy is he really does do this shit and he really has like been around murders and shit and like crazy shit but then at the same time i'm so it's like in my mind i'm like there's no way that they it couldn't be that this isn't the time but he has association with so many powerful people and he has the ability to bring so many people down with him mm-hmm. and like this is so me- I mean just just from this one allegation it incriminates several huge people you know what I mean like so I, I wonder how many people actually behind the scenes really don't want this to go as far as it could because what could happen to them you know I'll say even if Diddy never has his day in court. I hope they suck him dry and he dies broke. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like that's a detriment. <laughs> They're trying to collect as much coin as they can, and I can't blame them at all. No, um, these victims deserve justice. You know, I think there it's it's just it really is so frustrating because Obviously, we don't know if all blind items are real. I don't need to dive into that. But it's stuff we've been saying for at least four, three years. And I know you on Dunzo talked about it four years before that. It's yeah. like we've been waiting for this. It's not something that just popped out of nowhere. We have been waiting for this moment. The people that know have been waiting. And like nothing is shocking. Like, when I heard this, I was like, of course, this is exactly what he does, you know? Um, I hope that an onslaught of people continue to come forward and expose him. And like you said, if he doesn't, if justice isn't served, I hope that he at least is paying 
tons of people money for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. You know? And I never give people a hard time when they take settlement money. I really, you know, if someone does take settlement money, I get it. And honestly, you're probably more protected. Yeah, for sure. I'm 1000%. I hope that Cassie is enjoying her lined pockets. I hope that she's Scrooge McDucking right now. Kind of, this is just going to take like one second to talk about, but on the last night's episode of Below Deck, Ben, who's one of the like deckhands, was talking to one of the like third stews, I forget her name. And he was like, isn't it interesting how yachting has so many different terms now? In the way I like, I scooby-dooed my ears, like what? And she was like, I know it's crazy. And he's like, yeah, what do you think of it? What do you describe yachting as? And I, I swear Bravo has been like kind of dangling yachting in our face for years yeah. And all he said was like, I think it's Peter Pan land. And I was like, I know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. Ben. <laughs> oh my God. From the real housewives of Dubai existing to that. I mean, yeah, they are dangling it in front of our, that's hilarious. <laughs> nice little 30 second moment. <laughs> so uh, we do have video clips coming, but I am wearing my princess Diana shirt. <laughs> <laughs> And we're about to talk about the Royals. And when I tell you I like the Royals, I am very surface level. I am not someone who reads every article. I just read headlines and I talk to Bravo Historian and Lex Nico about their thoughts because they do the heavy reading. Um, But I want to know what's going on. (laughs) And what I mean by that is Catherine hasn't been seen since Christmas. Kate Middleton has not been seen We were told we won't see her until probably April. William has pulled out of another public event and Camilla is still going. So I don't think he pulled out because of Charles. Something's going on with Kate Middleton and I want to know what the fuck it is. Well, what what do people think is going on? So people are alleging they're trying to divorce quietly. There's also a rumor that she's in rehab for an eating disorder. There's rumors that she's in hospital for like plastic surgery. There are so many rumors going around about this. I don't know what it is. It does seem like to me, they're trying to like quietly get her out of the public eye. I don't know, but people fucking love Catherine, Kate Middleton. Why would they, why, why? I genuinely have no idea. I do think Will will become king by the end of this year. Um, I don't think Prince Charles, I don't want to like put a death time, but I think by like fall, they'll probably be King William. And I also think Harry is going to be back in with the royals and become part of the royal family again once Will's king. Well, you heard it here first, and I'm going to say that I think all of this will continue to revolve around the birth of Trisha Paytas' children, but that also needs to be factored in because, like, that's also very important. Whoever is planned to die in that family, it will be on the day that Trisha's child is born. Yeah, I don't know. Twitter Twitter is tweeting a lot about Miss Kate Middleton. I don't know if the royals will say anything, if they'll keep being quiet. I mean, the people of Britain deserve to know what's going on with someone who's going to be Queen of England. I agree with that. Because the only reason there's still a monarchy is because of the people of England. Right. 
But like, if she's being locked away post facelift, we want to know. Like at first, I was joking. I'm like, Kate Middleton's BBL is gonna be crazy. But now I'm like, now I'm scared. Wouldn't that be so funny if she did emerge with like a like a thought body, like an instant? She like came out wearing Fashion Nova. She looks like Chloe Kardashian. Yeah, she's like, I've had nothing done. I've had diet and exercise, and I feel amazing. Just big, giant, rock hard boobs. Yeah, I just think it's so weird. There hasn't even been like a thank you for the well wishes thing from Kate. Interesting. Well, I'm going to wait until it, you tell me that something happened. That's all I'll know. I'm going to complain about Tiffany Haddish because we didn't get to last week. <laughs> I know that it's been like five days, but like, I, and like the dust has settled. Like I, it, people aren't as mad today as they were, I guess, five days ago. But I just, I cannot get over the, like, the commitment this woman has to like ruining her career and her public image. And like, if there were any people who did like Tiffany Haddish left in the world, they they no longer, like she is, I've never seen somebody so committed to making sure she has not a single fan. Like, oh, I cannot fucking stand Tiffany Haddish. She is a mockery of all things. She's such a fucking idiot. And like, so obviously everybody has theories and like, it's pretty clear unless you're an idiot that she was paid to go to Israel and like paid you know, they even like tweeted on like the official Israel um, and Twitter account, like that she was coming and they were making all these jokes about like throwing her a bat mitzvah and all this fucking propaganda bullshit. That's like so obviously propaganda. And my theory is that obviously they over like for whatever reason, they think that we like like her. Like it just shows how little they understand our culture because we don't fucking like Tiffany Haddish and she has no, like, or she has no um, hold over anybody, like her political thoughts, nothing about any, nobody respects Tiffany Haddish's opinion. She's not culturally relevant at all. At all. The only relevance that she has is being disliked. So my theory is that they obviously paid her and they paid her to like come over there, but they left it up to her to like explain why like mm-hmm. i think that they just told they expected that her being this big celebrity that they uh, that they obviously think is like very loved here that she would be able to like handle that on her own just like explaining the reason that she's there and the reason she came up with was because she wanted to quote see for herself what do you want to see like you want to see a genocide in, in person it's not enough to see it like on a screen I just, like, I know that it's been five days, <laughs> but I just, I can't fucking stand her. Oh, she makes me so angry. It's crazy. And, like, I don't know if it's because you and I are so online. It's frustrating that people can't tell when celebrities are paid to go places. Mm-hmm. And, like, what's so crazy to me is that people are not able to put together that, like, reporters aren't even able to just go there whenever they want you can't even be a you can't even be 
Anderson Cooper and just show up. And if you do, it's scary as fuck and like really hard to like get in to even fucking leave the airport. So for her to think that like she's getting this like first class celebrity experience, like what do you, do you think that they're going to show you what you're seeing on fucking social media? Like, do you want to see like children being murdered in person? What do you want to, what are you going there to see? And then for her to say, I'm going to get a man. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, are you stupid? I just, I, I, I cannot fucking stand that woman. And I, I don't ever want to see her again. I've been done with Tiffany Haddish since she showed up to the Met Gala with a Ziploc bag full of chicken in her bag, wearing a fucking pimp suit. Like she is an abomination, honestly. And I am repulsed by her. And I just wanted to complain about her for a little bit. I love when you get on people. You can go on like another 20 minutes if you'd like. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I really wanted to talk about, it's in the news right now. Scott Swift, uh, Taylor Swift's dad, allegedly hit a paparazzi. There may have been more videos that have come out since we've been recording, like different angles. I haven't seen like a clear angle, whether he did or did not hit this paparazzi. Um, But I don't know if anyone remembers the old days. We had Hollywood Raw on and Adam Glynn is a paparazzi. He was talking about it and Scott Swift assaulted him. So like, I'm not saying it's okay, but I don't think that this is like uncommon of Scott Swift. Um, I'm always a little shocked. Not that I think that you should be allowed to like hit people. Shout out to Adam. Um, but I'm always really surprised when people are like really angry that a celebrity hit a paparazzi. Right. Like a, a, a statement came out and they said, you know, this paparazzi was getting very close to Taylor, grabbing at her. It turns out that's the same paparazzi that Nicole Kidman sued for allegedly putting like a listening devo- device near her home in Australia. So <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, like, this is the, it's the same media that used to get upset when Britney would drive over somebody's foot. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you weren't literally laying underneath her car to get a picture of her clitoris when she sits down, you wouldn't, that wouldn't happen. Like, I don't care. I don't feel any sympathy. I literally do not feel any sympathy for any paparazzi that has been punched or assaulted, whether it was Tommy Lee or even Alec Baldwin who whooped your ass in the streets of New York. I don't care. You're, you're stalking people. For sure. I mean, like, and I look at the photos. I'm not saying that I, I have not participated in paparazzi culture, but if I was a paparazzi, I would expect every once in a while to get my ass kicked. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. You're stalking people. This week's episode is sponsored by BASE. We've all been there trying to fit everything we think we might need for a trip only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. With BASE, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with BASE. In the case of traveling, actress and model Shay Mitchell is just like all of us, looking for ways to make travel a breeze. That's why she created BASE, the perfect luggage that's fashionable and functional. Airport anxiety is a real thing. Between constantly checking my pockets for my ID or forgetting the gate number, even though I just looked at my boarding pass, I am stressed. But when you travel with BASE, 
Your bag has the function and the fashion to keep you calm, carefree, and looking cute. Base was created by actress Shay Mitchell to create sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. Base has thought of everything that you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need to keep you organized. So I recently purchased the Weekender tote, which anybody who knows me knows I'm a bag girl. I love a tote. <laughs> I love a crossbody. Like I am obsessed and I travel a lot. I'm obsessed with this bag. It's really, really good quality. It sits up. I'm going to complain about something that is very niche, but how annoying is it when you have a bag and it doesn't sit up on its own? And every time you go to put something in it or take something out, it falls over. This bag doesn't have that issue. It's really well made. It's very, very good quality. And I'm a bag snob, so you can trust me. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash blinds. Go to basetravel.com slash blinds for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash blinds. This episode is also sponsored by the ASPCA. If you know me, you know I love my cats more than most things in this world. I would do anything for them. I think they're sweet and kind and sometimes mean, but that's what cats are and I love them. If you listen to Beyond the Blinds back in the day, you know Gail used to make an appearance here and there where she would just full out scream at the top of her lungs. Your pet is one of a kind and so is their journey. While every playful moment is a memory in the making, sometimes our cats and dogs are a little too good at getting into trouble. That's why you should check out ASPCA Health Insurance. The ASPCA Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they may need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash blinds. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash blinds. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash blinds. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. This week's episode is also sponsored by ZocDoc. You know when you get cornered by that aunt at a family gathering and you feel like you have to bend the truth? You know the one who will ask when you're getting married or what's going on with that promotion or why you still haven't moved out of mom and dad's basement, only for her to not really listen and just judge you? While you may have to grin and bear it with your family, you shouldn't feel that way when talking to your doctor about that rash that weirdly looks like your high school crush or the fact that you're eating too much pizza too many times a week. Enter ZocDoc. 
the place where you can find in book doctors who will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. And we're not talking about a few. We're talking about tens of thousands of doctors, all with verified patient reviews, so you can make sure the vibes are vibing before you meet IRL. With ZocDoc, you got more options than you know. Are you the one friend in the group that loves to treat yourself? It's okay. Honestly, we all do it. You know, the one that gets a pedicure and you opt for the extra 10-minute foot massage with green tea-infused lotion, or you opt in for that extra legroom seat on the plane because the vacation starts now. Well, if you treat yourself to the top option with everything in life, why settle when finding a doctor? It is your health after all. Enter ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. So don't settle, go for the best and find the right doctor for you. With ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. I know for myself, I'm just being completely honest. I'm very lazy when it comes to taking care of myself sometimes. And the more convenient, the more easier, the more likely I am to do it. So being able to pick from tens of thousands of doctors from my bed is the only incentive that I need. That is me saying I will absolutely go to the doctor. We all know that there are things in life that you have to compromise on, like your apartment, maybe your car, a relationship, who knows? But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to the one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines or check on their family group chat just because they're available right now and they take your slightly sketchy insurance. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com blinds and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash blinds. ZocDoc.com slash blinds. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. 
So Troy, are you ready for a teen mom update? It's been a minute. Yes, I'm nervous, but ready. So Kale did have her twins. So now she's a mom of seven. Okay. So I'm just going to leave that there for everyone to have. Congratulations to Kale and all of the children. <laughs> but of course we need to talk about Janelle. Janelle has been granted custody of Jace again. And yeah. her gag order has also been lifted. So she has promised a documentary soon. Um, and she's also on social media, like talking more about it. But I think one of the craziest things about this whole thing at the beginning, Jace wasn't going to be given back to her because she lives with David and David is still um, being looked at because the felony strangulation case that's against David is still on. So the CPS was dropped, but he's still going to be taken to court for allegedly strangling Jace. One okay. thing that surprised me is allegedly Janelle broke up with David. Yeah. I'm I was like, holy shit, maybe Janelle, maybe Janelle's changing. I know we've manifested some crazy things. I don't know if we can manifest that. But um, basically, she kicked David out, broke up with him, and was texting Marissa, who's David's 15-year-old daughter. You need to get out of the house. You need to leave. Please leave. Pack your things and go. So Marissa was also kicked out along with David. And um, I don't know if anyone saw on TikTok Janelle's sister, Ashley, who's really never said one thing, has spoken out being like, go ahead, Janelle, try and take me down. You're as awful as you've always been. You're a liar. Nobody trusts you. Nobody likes you. Like, Jace was in better hands with Barbara. The whole world knows it. And yeah, so so that's where we're at at the moment. Um, Janelle and David are allegedly broken up. David is still going to court for allegedly strangling Jace. And maybe this is a turning point for Janelle, but I won't go crazy. Honestly, I'm surprised she hasn't already like, like, cause she's the girl who will have another guy like already on the burner heating up while she's getting rid of the current one. I'm surprised she doesn't like have a boyfriend already ready to go. That's why I don't believe it. Yeah. Cause she's, Janelle is not a single, like Janelle is, has no interest in being single ever. No, and I also think that this is a way for her to get Jace because, you know, her whole life, she's always wanted Jace back. It's all she's yeah. wanted her whole life. <sighs> and saying that they broke up, Jace can go and live with her now. I mean, I think it's crazy. There was a party for Janelle and David's daughter and Jace was there, but somehow they made sure Jace and da David didn't speak to each other. Yeah, it's it's giving... I need to do what I need to do to make people look at me a certain way so that I can get Jace or whatever. But like, oh, I mean, I did hear what her sister said. It was shocking to hear her even acknowledge Janelle. And a lot of people in the comments were like, I didn't know Janelle had a sister. That was like, most people don't know that Janelle has a sister. Mm -hmm. So to hear her like publicly be like, listen, I've had it. It was about time. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm not going to say Barbara's a saint either, but I think in anyone's care, Jace was better off with Barbara. 1000%. There's no, I mean, agree. And that's one of the things that her sister said was like, everybody knows that. Like, there's no, nobody is debating that. Like, the fact that he's not with her is so 
oh, it's so painful and so sad because, and like, you're right, Barbara is no angel. You know what I mean? I'm, I, Janelle is this way for a reason, but my God, mm -hmm. she took in your kid in her, basically what, her 70s as a Walmart employee. And I don't think people remember Janelle being like, no, I used to be my mom's favorite till Jace came along. So there's like also an extra layer of jealousy. Yeah. Which is a thing that happens with teen parents where you end up being um, like siblings instead of, you know, like a mother child thing. Like your parent can't help but look at you as like a sibling. Right. And they can't shake it. <laughs> No, but yeah, Janelle is allegedly having a documentary coming out about her life. And she told Gypsy Rose that their story is very similar and she hopes Gypsy will back her. So we can, we can just leave on that note. You know, she didn't even need to say that. I think all of us are making the Gypsy Rose comparison, of course. Of course. So real quick, too, I want to talk about Misha Barton because Misha was on Call Her Daddy. And Misha is such a sad case to me because Hollywood chewed her up spit her out did not care and she was so young like I don't think people realize with the OC she was um only like 17 when she started on that show mm -hmm. and the big headline from this whole thing is about the fact that she dated Ben McKenzie who played Ryan Atwood he was 25 at the time she was 17 and production was like absolutely not absolutely mm -hmm. not we are not going to do this and one thing I don't know if a lot of people are aware of is Misha has gone on record a million times about how she felt ostracized by the cast and she was an outcast and, you know, the whole cast would hang out, but not with her. And in my mind, I'm like, Ben McKenzie took your fucking virginity and then the cast was mean to you. And that's all I can take from like hearing her say that. And she didn't say anything bad about Ben, right? But she does talk about her experience on the OC not being great and kind of Adam Brody being the only one who was nice to her. So, like, something that you and I talk about a lot is I always say I think if you had to rank, like, the worst kind of, like, tropes to be in in Hollywood, like, to me, like, teen drama, heartthrob, Seventeen Magazine, Neutrogena, person wb frog person is like the scariest mm -hmm. like, that just seems really treacherous and like what people know of you is so it's like your life is being narrated by fucking teen people magazine like no nobody really understands who you are or knows anything about you like on a real level they know your favorite ice cream mm -hmm. and that you Tommy Hilfiger but like they don't like know you you know Right. And in Misha's case, she went from like teen people to fucking Perez Hilton calling her fat or too skinny. Right. She was either a drug addict or she was like mushy. Right. That's what he fucking called her. Fuck you, Perez. <laughs> no. But no. yeah, to me, Misha is just like she was so and probably still is so talented. I can't take that away from her. It's just it's a sad Hollywood story and it really bums me out. It, it really hurt, like, bummed me out to find out that she was treated badly after, like, this guy took her virginity and stuff. And I don't know. To me, that makes it so much darker. It's also really, like, enlightening to actually hear from her, her voice talk mm -hmm. about, like, the, her tape scandal and the whole thing. And, like, I don't 
know if, I think that people chalk it up to like, oh, another celebrity sex tape, some guy that she was dating wanted to sell a, a sex tape. And it's like, the way she describes it is that she was in like a two week fling Mm-hmm. And this person had fucking hidden cameras all over his house. And it was like a sting operation, basically, to get her in a compromised position. So basically, he like had sex with her, knew it was on camera, and like had footage like in the toilets and shit. Like the worst kind of violation that a person probably can experience hidden cameras all over an apartment. And even if it was just two weeks, it's like, that's all he needed. Absolutely. And I really hope people start listening to Misha because I feel like when you bring her up, everyone's like, remember when she was yelling at her neighbor over the fence? It's like, yeah, I do. I do remember that, but that's not her anymore. Yeah. And that's not all she is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did an episode on her called the forgotten it girl because she is people don't remember or maybe they do, but Whenever I see those nostalgia pages posting like fashion girls, Misha's rarely on that when she was the fashion girl. I know. See, that's the thing about her too. That's like, in hindsight, it sucks that she's somebody who is very famous to a certain generation, to millennials. And she's not even 1% famous to younger people. Mm -hmm. Didn't. She didn't have that kind of like Lindsay Lohan thing where like, so for whatever reason, she transcended beyond like, like she really was like stuck in that time. And like, I don't know, it just sucks. Like, I just feel like Hollywood has just been so unfair to her. And I also don't think that she was ever meant to, I mean, I think I talked about this in the episode about her, but like, I don't think she was ever meant to be that kind of actor. Like, that's not her. It would be like if, somebody like um like Evan Rachel Wood got stuck on like Teen Wolf for years and then all of a sudden she was a Teen Wolf kind of celebrity like that's not even who Misha Barton is she was a stage actor exactly and the OC book came out it's actually really good and the production producers talk about how the reason they had Marissa like overdose in Tijuana was because they didn't know if they wanted to keep Misha Barton around. They didn't know if she could act. They didn't know if she could hold it. And even being an OC fan, I remember when they killed her off, everyone was like, it's because Misha was terrible on set. Everyone hated Misha. She was just such an easy person to like blame. Yeah. And she's not really the best at explaining her emotions, I guess you could say. Like, she's not like really good at expressing herself. So it seems really difficult for her to like get her side out. And it also just, it seems like she's been fucked over so much that she at this point doesn't really care if people even know. Cause like she had said in that interview, like I had already been so violated like sexually and just physically and everything. Like I had been taken advantage of to such extremes mm-hmm. that to her, it's like at a certain point, like I would imagine you just get kind of numb to it. And I don't even think she cares if people understand the right or wrong story because she's like, it doesn't matter anyway. Like about Britney, right? Nobody listened to Britney. Yeah. And Misha has that same headspace, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I feel really bad for Misha. I definitely do. I hope that this interview opens people's eyes about like who Misha actually is, not what Perez Hilton said uh, Misha is. I hope she writes a book. 
We can only hope, right? She would write one hell of a book. And I would love to hear it on audio and her like kind of American, kind of British accent. She is the most distinct voice ever. <laughs> I would love to hear Misha Barton read her own book. Oh my God. <laughs> so the moment that we've all been waiting for, the moment everybody has been wondering, when is it going to happen? Well, it's happening right now. We are going to talk about Miss Wendy Williams, the documentary that the entire world is talking about. Did you watch any of it? I watched the first episode and half of the third episode. Um, I don't think I'm strong enough to watch it, to be honest. It was just so hard. And, you know, I it's almost like I don't know if her family is on her side or if they're not on her side. And like, would Wendy even want this out in the open? So I watched the first episode and then it was just like, it was hard. Yeah, I don't want to watch this. Like oh, this have is, you not watched it? No, I have. Oh, sorry. I have. I don't want to continue watching it. And I don't I want nothing to do with it. I I don't think it should be airing. I think it's it is so highly inappropriate that it's airing. It was really hard for me. Like I had a really, really hard time sitting through it. I don't think that Wendy at this moment is meant for public consumption. Like it's I just gross. Yeah, and she ha- she's been diagnosed with the same dementia that Bruce Willis has been diagnosed mm-hmm. with. In the way that his family protects him compared to a docu-series on fucking Lifetime that you know everyone's going to want to watch because where is Wendy Ben? It's yeah. it's disgusting, but then there's also the part of me that's like is this the only way they can get out that she's so unwell? And people have so many questions, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I do kind of understand just throwing it in our faces. Like, all right, you want the answers. You want to know where she is. People are saying that they haven't seen her. You want to know what's, here it is. This is it. The reality that you guys don't want, like, it, you know what I mean? Like, I do understand them being like, fine. Here she is. It's mm-hmm. not good, you know? But at the same time, like, even in the way that it's being filmed, um, her manager, I'm just like, I've never trusted, I haven't trusted that man since he came into her life. He is, I believe, a puppeteer. I believe that he is just pulling strings and he's a real, He's give, he gives me Sam Lutfi vibes. Mm-hmm. Just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, the moment for me where I was like, this is just absolute garbage and I want nothing to do with it was when he there's a moment where he's like he quote finds her liquor turns the label towards the camera and like presents it to her and he's like hey Wendy what's this you've been drinking how much of this bottle did you drink where did you even have this like pretending that he doesn't know what the fuck is going on I was like this man it knows exactly what he's doing and he's known even since the when they were saying that she was going to do a podcast since then, she's not been in her right mind. And even when she was, she did like a TMZ interview where she was promoting the podcast and she couldn't get words out and nothing was making any sense. And she seemed off. Like, it's just, I don't know. It just makes me really, 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 really sad. And it's really, 
for somebody that I just like look up to and admire so much. And like, I don't think that I would be doing this if I hadn't grown up watching her and like admiring her like wit and how fast she is and how quick and funny. And I don't know, it's just like really painful that this is going to now be that how her legacy ends after so many years of already not being respected in the way that she mm-hmm. should. Like, I say this all the time. Wendy Williams is the Black female Howard Stern. She is one of the most prolific radio personalities that has ever existed. She is to thank for the way we talk about celebrity and pop culture, especially in, like, Black culture. This Diddy shit, all of it is, like, it all comes back to Wendy. And I'm just, like, I cannot believe that she doesn't even fucking remember who she is. I just can't believe that this is like how it ends, you know? It's so, all of it's just so sad. The addiction, obviously, like the dementia, how their fa- how her family feels is sad. Like yeah. watching your mom deteriorate in front of you is not a fun thing. Even if you're taking $100,000. Like it's just, maybe that's how he's dealing with it. I don't like how people are talking about her son. It's disgusting. Is, how's your son taken, we don't know, right? Like we're not, but he has to watch his mom go through this and his dad doesn't seem like a very great guy to begin with, right? And you have to deal with, with dementia, like um, people get mean. It it comes with terror, like dementia son, there's so many that I worked for with dementia patients for over a year and like, they'll be nasty as fuck one second and then won't know you the next you know what I mean like what he's going through I don't think many people can feel how he feels especially because his mom is fucking Wendy Williams and people are obsessed with her Mm -hmm. like people like adore her and she's not in a space right now to be adored Mm -hmm. She she shouldn't even be interacting with you know, fans or anything like that. And I feel so bad for her son that he's had to go through all of this publicly. And, you know, I just think like when it comes to celebrity finances and like conservatorships and and guardianships and all of this stuff, like it's just so wild to me the way when a person starts to show signs that they're like not doing well, it's like all these forces around that person just sort of like, fall into place about like their finances Mm -hmm. like the Wells Fargo having all of these like oh we've determined that blah 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 and we've determined this and it just feels like everything like the first domino goes and then it's like all of a sudden you don't have access to your bank account Mm -hmm. and you are also struggling with addiction and also having mental health issues like it's a tale as old as time And, like, maybe every celebrity who's dealt with this hasn't been having, like, dementia. Mm -hmm. But it is kind of wild how it just falls into place so magically every time, you know? Oh, totally. I totally agree with you. And is her guardianship the best? I don't know, right? Like, could she be being taken care of better? Probably. You know, if you have dementia, it's not good to live alone, And one thing I keep seeing on the internet is like a close-up of her feet and how bad they look. Mm -hmm. But when people have dementia, they don't like, a lot of people don't like to shower. You'll have to like literally beg them and like kind of come up with ways to trick them. 
Well, see, that's also the thing about Wendy that I think is very confusing for people is like she has a lot of health ailments. Like she has a lot of shit going on outside of the dementia. Mm -hmm. So she has the thyroid, which is the reason for the bulging eyes. She has lymphedema, which is the reason for her swollen feet. She has like, I think she said 6% of the feeling left in her feet. It's incurable. Like her feet swell up to being elephant size and there's nothing that you can do about it. She can't walk. She's, I mean, and it's like all these different issues that are not even related. You know what I mean? Like, it's like crazy that you're having lymphedema, dementia, and crazy thyroid issues, like at one time. Um, an addiction, and she's an addict. And I will say the thing that I think is really, um, the, the Wendy Williams situation, the most confusing thing about it is the Kevin Hunter of it all. It is her husband. And it's like, you know, people are so confused as to like why she stayed for so long and like their weird relationship. And, you know, what people don't get is that even though Kevin was like insane and toxic, Wendy liked that toxic shit. She was kind of like Whitney in that sense where she kind of loved the toxicity of having like a big, strong man who protected her from everything. And then, like, was he controlling? Undeniably. Was he abusive? For sure. But he also kept her sober. Mm -hmm. He kept her working. He kept her on this, like, straight and narrow for so many years. And without having him in her life to protect her. Like, Kevin is the person who, when Wendy Williams had, like, rappers and shit showing up to the radio to fight her, Mm -hmm. was the one that would pull up in his fucking g-wagon and like peel off you know what I mean like that was very much that was her man so when she lost him it's like she had nobody like guiding her and she could do whatever she wanted and she could be an alcoholic and she could dip back into drugs and not work and like you know her life unraveled and then on top of it she lost her mom at the same time Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think a person can come back from that. You know, I really do think that she has really suffered from heartbreak in a way that you really can't come back from. Do you think with this documentary, do you think people are going to want more information or will they be okay with it? Because personally, I don't think people should keep digging. Mm -hmm. I think it should still be talked about, right? Like, don't forget about Wendy. Make sure Wendy's being taken care of. Make sure she's good. But I don't think it's fair to keep prodding and poking. I think the one positive is that like people will stop wondering when they're going to see her next and if she's going to come back on TV and is she going to do a podcast and, you know, why was she so weird outside and why was she, you know, it's like a lot of stuff has been put to rest. So like, that's nice, I guess. Um, And like knowing, I guess people knowing what to expect now Mm -hmm. when they see Wendy out in public or if they ever will again, like, you know, the curtain is up. Like we know now what's going on. I guess that part of it is good, but it does make me wonder like if people are going to like leave the situation alone or or if they should. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they shouldn't leave the situation alone. Maybe, you know, like, I don't know. It's just like so fucked up. It, like I said, it's hard because like, yes, do I think the family should be, be protecting her for sure. Like you said, she's not meant to be on stage and looked at right now. 
but they're also getting a billion messages a day and being accused of things. I feel really bad for her son. I feel terribly for her son. Her nephew seemed sweet. I don't know if that was an act. Her niece, the reporter, yeah. my heart like ached for her. No. I know. And like it's hard oh. enough to have like a family member who's an addict, but throwing dementia on top of that, it's in fucking impossible. Yeah, and like because it's windy, people are still, they're going to be ignorant. They're going to be, you know, sh- the whole, like, she deserves this conversation. Like, if that's where you fall on this, like, you're a piece of shit. I'm sorry. If you've even, like, had that thought, like, maybe this is karma. Why? Because she's an entertainment reporter who's been doing the same job as a million other people for years. She deserves to have dementia and have her money stolen from her and to be cheated on by her husband that she's publicly supported for years. Have him steal her money, get another woman pregnant and then have her mom die because she didn't, you didn't like what she said about Beyonce. Like, honestly, go fuck yourself. Paparazzi deserve to have their feet run over. That's about as far as we go. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That take is just so like, just leave the conversation. Like it's enough. And also the people, I've seen a lot of people in the comments being like, who obviously just don't know anything about dementia. Yeah. There's a lot of people commenting about this that don't know how dementia looks. They don't know that people get mean and have mood swings and they think that she's just being, they're like, well, it's the true her coming out. We're finally seeing the true her. Again, it'd probably be better off you just leave the conversation. Don't have comments, just exit stage left because you don't get it. Absolutely. That's so fucking ignorant. I know. I've seen it so much too. Like we're finally seeing the real her. The fuck are you talking about? Like when she yelled at that nail salon lady, immediately I was like, that's not, she's not in her right mind yelling. No. And when she yelled at her assistant in the closet, when she was being really mean, like it's just so clearly not her. And I'm like, why would you put this on TV? Like, and then them being like, well, she's the executive producer. Give me a fuck. You're joking. Like, you're playing in our faces right now. Are you kidding me? Oh, oh. Yeah, I think this is going to be a sad one that people just won't leave alone and they probably should. And maybe check in, like, make sure Wendy's still here, you know? But she has worked her fucking ass off like a woman who barely missed a day of work in 10 years on that show would show up no matter what even while she was living in a facility mm-hmm. would drive over an hour to get there to be there in the morning for that damn show like she loved that show you know she loved that show in a way that a lot of people don't but like should love what they're a part of you know like she really loved the wendy williams show and it's just like oh the whole thing is just like too it's too much for me i can't i can't deal with it and with that we will thank you guys for tuning in this week um definitely started weird ended sad but we hope you enjoyed some of it (laughs) but yeah thank you guys so much for listening this was a really uh kind of all over the place pop culture episode but yeah We love you very... No, I'm sad. No, I'm sad because of Wendy. (laughs) 
But we love you guys so much. Thank you so, so much for listening. We hope to see you at some live shows. And yeah, we'll we'll talk to you next week. Billy. <laughs>